0: Welcome to this segment from J Revolution. We are a non profit evangelism and discipleship organization aiming to evangelize and disciple the lost, as well as help believers deepen their relationship and intimacy with God. We hope that you will be greatly blessed by this segment taken from our J Revolution Neogenesis program. Communion Communion, announcing Christ's death 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verses 23 to 26 says For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself On the night when he was betrayed the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it Then he broke it in pieces and said This is my body which is given for you Do this in remembrance of me In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. Announcements are seen as public expressions in front of a group of people. And Paul reminds us in this scripture that every time we drink the wine and eat the bread at the Lord's table we are announcing what Jesus did for us and we are making a public declaration without even uttering a word. What has become an empty ritual in many churches today started off as a much needed reminder and announcement to early Christians and to others of the price paid for their sins as well as the covenant relationship they can now so freely enjoy with their Heavenly Father through the death of Jesus Christ. The bread and wine are a symbolic picture of the sacrifice of Jesus. It is a picture of Jesus laying down his life for us so we could come into a right relationship with our Father. As human beings, we quickly forget the price that was paid for us. Take a minute to just think about how often this week you have recalled his great sacrifice for you. Partaking of the table of the Lord helps us remember the amazing grace we can enjoy as children of God. The bread. The bread is a depiction of Jesus's body that was given for us and a picture of the many people who make up the global church of God. So, when we eat the bread, We remember that Jesus was given for us so that our sins could be forgiven, and not just for us, but for others. We are not in isolation and without a family because God has placed us as one body, the Church, in the earth to display his ways and character to all. We cannot just do this individually, but the vastness of his character and goodness is displayed through us all. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 verses 16 to 17 says, When we bless the cup at the Lord's table, aren't we sharing in the blood of Christ? And when we break the bread, aren't we sharing in the body of Christ? And though we are many, we all eat from one loaf of bread, showing that we are one body. The wine. The wine is a depiction of the death of Jesus and the blood that was shed for us. This is a symbolic picture and does not have to be actual wine but the emphasis is on what the wine represents and not the actual substance of it. The wine is symbolic of the confirming of a covenant between God and man that a sacrifice was given to forgive us of our sins so we could enter into our true place as sons and daughters of God. Doing this often is also a reminder to us that we should walk free of the guilt of our sins in our past life and that Jesus provides grace for us to overcome things in our lives we are still battling with. Mark chapter 14 verses 23 to 24 says And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it. He gave it to them and they all drank from it. And he said to them, This is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice for many. The bread and wine are a symbolic picture of Jesus and should not be taken as literal bread and wine. Therefore, we can substitute it with different starches and juices, as it is just a picture of what we are participating in symbolically. When the church first started in Acts, One of the things they were devoted to was the Lord's Supper. We need to bring back the proper honouring and place of this breaking of bread and drinking of wine within our church communities, be it the local church every week or midweek group or Bible study meetings. The remembrance of what Jesus did for us needs to be brought back to its rightful place within our lives and hearts. fasting. Fasting is not very popular amongst Christians and again it's very much in opposition to the worldly way of living. The world likes to fulfill every single craving and gratification that they have as quickly as possible. They are always looking for instant gratification but if we study Matthew chapter 6 it is clear that Jesus intends us to practice fasting. It is a given that as Christians we are supposed to pray and seek God. That is why Jesus says in Matthew chapter 6 verse 5, When you pray. He does not say if you pray. In the same way, in Matthew chapter 6 verses 16 to 17, He says the words whenever you fast and when you fast, not if you fast. Let's read Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 to 17. Whenever you fast, do not put on a gloomy face as the hypocrites do, for they neglect their appearance so that they will be noticed by men when they are fasting. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face, so that your fasting will not be noticed by men, but by your Father who is in secret, and your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. If we look at this passage, it is clear that in the same way God expects us to pray, He also expects us to fast. There are many reasons for fasting. The followers of Christ fast as a spiritual discipline. We don't fast to manipulate God and appear more righteous than others. Prayer and fasting have helped many cut off sins and things of the world that they were struggling to let go of. Fasting separates us from the distractions of this world and it brings us into a closer union with God. It allows us to hear God better and fully rely upon Him. Reasons for fasting 1. Jesus expects us to fast. In your own time, read Matthew chapter 6 verses 16 to 17 again. 2. Humble yourself before God We see this practice by Israel in Ezra chapter 8 verse 21. Let's read the passage together. Ezra chapter 8 verse 21 says, And there, by the Ahava canal, I gave orders for us all to fast and humble ourselves before our God we prayed that he would give us a safe journey and protect us, our children and our goods as we travelled. God promises to forgive, heal and bless us when we humble ourselves before him. 2 Chronicles 7 verse 14 says, If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Three, distress and grief. We see in many Bible accounts that God's people would fast during times of distress and grief. It was part of the grieving process. Today we don't talk much about grieving, but fasting can help you through the grieving process as you seek God for comfort and peace. Judges chapter 20 verse 26 says, Then all the people of Israel, the whole army, went up and came to Bethel and wept. They sat there before the Lord and fasted that day until evening, and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. 1 Samuel chapter 31 verse 13 says, Then they took their bones and buried them under a tamarisk tree at Jabesh, and they fasted seven days. 4. Repentance Fasting is a good way to show God that you are truly repentant of sin that you have committed and that you are serious about turning away from sin in your life. Fasting also helps you to seek him for help in overcoming sin. Joel chapter 2 verses 12 to 13 says, Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping and with mourning, and rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love, and he relents over disaster. Five, spiritual strength, overcoming temptation and dedicating yourself to God. In those times that you feel spiritually weak, you can fast to help yourself regain spiritual strength. Fasting will also help you overcome temptation by weakening your flesh And strengthening your spiritual man. At times you may want to fast to show God that you are dedicated to him, his plans and his purposes in your life. 6. Discipline. Sometimes we struggle to discipline our flesh and its desires and they can be hard to withstand. Your flesh ideally wants you to fulfill its desires and temptations which lead into sin. Because fasting weakens your flesh and strengthens your spiritual man, it can be very helpful in building discipline in your body and within your spiritual life. 1 Corinthians chapter nine, verse 27 says, but I discipline my body and keep it under control, lest after preaching to others, I myself should be disqualified. Seven, strengthen prayers. You don't fast to change God's mind or to try and persuade him to have your way in a situation. This will not work. But fasting can help you pray the right way and according to his will in a situation. Praying and fasting in this way is powerful and can accomplish much. Remember his will for you is always far better and greater than what you may have in mind for yourself. Sometimes when we have to wait for God's timing in certain situations, We get tempted to take matters into our own hands. But fasting will help you come into alignment with his will and will help you pray the right way. In the New Testament, we also see that some demonic strongholds in our lives do not come out but through prayer and fasting. If you have never gone through deliverance prayer, we strongly recommend that you go to one of your leaders to arrange it or join a well-reputed Deliverance Conference to go through Deliverance prayers. Sometimes we have strongholds in our lives through previous committed sins, or even strongholds that have moved down family lines, such as addiction, divorce, cancer, abuse, sickness, etc. Fasting and praying while going through Deliverance can be very effective in ensuring all strongholds of the enemy are broken in your life. Matthew chapter 17 verse 21 says, But this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Ezra 8 verse 23 says, So we fasted and petitioned our God about this, and he answered our prayer. 8. Express love and worship to God There are many ways we can express our love to God. We can express it through our prayers, our worship, our deeds, etc., And fasting is just another way we can express our love to him. Luke chapter 2 verse 37 says, And then as a widow until she was 84, she did not depart from the temple, worshipping with fasting and prayer night and day. Nine, guidance and help making important decisions. It is very important to seek God about any decisions we make in our lives, whether big or small. Making wrong decisions will set us in the wrong direction and have great consequences in time. We should not just make decisions based on what looks like a good idea. Our decisions should be based on God's direction and will. This is not always easy, especially if you are emotional or excited about a decision you need to make. It can be almost impossible to hear what God is saying when your emotions and mind are hyped up and all over the place. The best thing to do in this situation is to fast and when you do, your flesh and emotions will calm down and your spiritual man will be strengthened and you will be able to hear in your heart what God wants you to do. Sometimes it may not always be what you want to hear, but you will have peace when it's from God. And remember, as we said previously, God has the best plan and future in mind for you. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord They are plans for good and not for disaster To give you a future and a hope 10. Drawing closer to God and separating yourself from the world It is important at times in our lives to separate ourselves from people, busyness, distractions And to spend time seeking God and hearing from him Fasting during these times make drawing near to God very effective. Allow the Holy Spirit to guide you and always remember that fasting without prayer is not fasting at all. Well done for completing your J-Revolution Neo-Genesis series. We hope that this program has blessed you and that the tools you have been given through these teachings will help you live a strong, overcoming life. We ask you to pass on the lessons and teaching to those around you who may need help, guidance or answers. It is a good idea to refresh on these principles and foundations from time to time, especially when you are just starting your walk with God. We will continue producing content, teachings, and summaries. To access these, please subscribe to J Revolution on YouTube, as well as follow us on our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. Once again, thanks for completing our program. May you be greatly blessed, the J Revolution team. Thank you for taking the time to listen. We hope you enjoyed this segment from our J Revolution NeoGenesis program. For access to our full program and other free resources we have available to help you deepen your relationship with God, visit us at www.jrevolution.net.